Hi, I'm Emily. Welcome to the Doodle Me Show, where I chat with awesome creative entrepreneurs every week. So, hi. So, today I'm chatting to Emma Bestley, co-founder of Yes Colors. And Yes Colors is a paint company, but not just any paint company. It's revolutionizing paint for the sustainable world, as well as making the most amazing array of colors. So, hi, Emma. Hi, Emily. Welcome. Hi. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. It's a pleasure. So, for those that don't know you, can you introduce yourself and your creative business? Yes. So, I am Emma Bestley. I'm creative director and co-founder of Yes Colors. We launched last year and we sell paint in a fully recyclable pouch. And yeah, we're going to shake up the paint industry. Amazing. Yeah. And looking at paint waste at the start of a product journey rather than once you've bought it. And then think about what to do with those uh, paint tins. And that was the problem we had is the research we went into thinking about paint and paint waste in the UK and that 98% of tins would end up in landfill or incinerated. So as soon as you know a statistic like that, you can't ignore it. And that's how we started. We started with the problem, which was back in 2020 and started researching, you know, alternative options in terms of packaging. Um, and obviously the pouch has been used in food and beverage industries and, and cosmetic industry. So why not put paint in a pouch? <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, no, I love and I love the pouch and I love the design and I love everything about Yes Colors. So, um, what made you come up with a paint company? Because it's not like, you know, a straightforward sort no, of thing to isn't. do. Um, yeah, where did it all come from? Like. What made so, you? Um, the founder of the company, John, John Stubbs, is one of my oldest friends. I met him 20 years ago at university. Wow. Uh, one of the first people I spoke to at university, in fact. And um, I remember him calling me literally in the middle of lockdown, in fact, probably the first few weeks of lockdown. And he'd just had a conversation with his father-in-law about moaning about paint tins and how okay. many are left in the shed or underneath your stairs and in cupboards and how they're rusty and how they're really hard to open and all of these gripes and moans and then John having an incredible uh, background in product design looked into this more and I remember the phone call when he said about all these reports talking about paint waste and I started looking at them and we're just shocked that these this information's been out for about six years and sort of no one tackled no one's tackled the problem Uh, And the problem is that, you know, even if you take a paint tin to a recycling centre or the tip, only a third, a third of them actually accept paint tins. But then we find out that they don't usually get recycled and they still get chucked on landfill or incinerated. So it all came from, yeah, uh, moaning about a paint tin, but then us going, okay, well, paint the tin isn't the problem because tin is recyclable, but it's having some packaging that's probably more easily recyclable so you know a pouch can be recycled in a supermarket and larger stores there's a a good proportion of the country that allow it with household recycling so you've just got more options and more places you can recycle this and then another issue about paint waste was over ordering in the UK so the problem is people are buying a 2.5 litre tin but they only might need 
one litre. So our pouches are sold in one litre sizes. So yeah. people can order more accurately, which means then they're not wasting so much paint. And even if they had a pouch left over that was unopened, they can return it and we'll give them their money back. That's great because I, for example, I do little projects for, say, for Instagram on my walls. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I just need a little bit of paint. And it's really good to have the option to buy less and, you know, use less. And so, so what I do sometimes is like I buy a sample or two samples. But yeah, it's really nice to have that option because then you can be more flexible when you're doing your projects. And yeah, and also I've been using my Yes Colors on different projects. So I really love it. Um, it's been great to see because we obviously do the one litre pouches, but we decided yeah. from the very beginning to do real paint sample pots too, because people... Um, they're not just painting walls anymore. You know, people want to upcycle and they want to yes. give little home accessories a lease of life. So even if you want to test the paint to look at the quality, so you buy paint for your walls, a lot of people are buying our sample pots to make jewellery and jasmineite pots for candles. And, you know, there's a whole variety of creative businesses that are buying our paint because of the amazing pigment, you know, content of our, our colours. Uh, and use it for so many other creative projects, which is great to see. Yeah, which leads us nicely to the color palette because yeah. I absolutely love the color palette. It's like it was made for me. And uh, you send me the most amazing samples to try them out. And um, like you selected so well for my brand as well. So I wanted to talk to you about how did you create the, the colors? And I know that I read that you have a condition that yes color. yes I do but that came in handy I guess I mean I'm now doing probably my dream job so exactly have, yeah so I have graphene color synesthesia and I think actually about four percent of the population have it globally what? but some right. people just don't realize they have it and there's different forms so it's basically a mutation of the brain and how it is mapped and senses are sort of merged together so mine is that I see words days of the week numbers and letters of the alphabet in colors ever since I can remember so probably from the age of four years old and yeah. I remember having friends at four when I first started school and there was a boy called Mark and he was red you know his name was red or my friend Sam and he was yellow and a really nice sort of yolky deep yellow but when you're four years old and through your childhood, yeah. you don't realise I'm the only one experiencing that. And only when I got older, I think I was in my 20s, when I think there's a documentary on Channel 4 talking about synesthesia. And there's, there's other people like uh, Stevie Wonder and Pharrell who see colour in musical notes. Or you could say a word and taste something. So it's your senses. <laughs> You're merging into one and all mixed up um that, that is crazy like I've never heard is, of that condition it and is. it's um and I, I guess for me I think there's been some research that if you have synesthesia like I do you might be eight times more likely to have a creative job you know so it it's guiding you into the creative world it's almost you're it's forced upon you because if you're seeing color around you all the time exactly. you're most likely to have a creative passion or career which is exactly what happened to me as soon as I could draw or paint so probably from age of two I haven't stopped 
and I've painted yeah. all my life and I'm obsessed with colour in the home, fashion, makeup, everything. Every, it just gives me so much energy and joy. And you also um, have your other Instagram where you do home decor and I've seen you making yeah. these paper flowers, amazing yes. arrangements. Yeah, <laughs> You've seen it, great. Well, it's yeah. like protected now. I've, I've, I've been concentrating, obviously, on the, on the, the paint yeah. brand account, but I will go back to it even this month because we're coming up to Christmas. Exactly. And I'm, I'm a huge believer in reusing items you already have in the house, reusing decorations, you know, just with a lick of paint or, you know, changing the color or cutting something up that you already have, you can create something beautiful. So um, a few years ago, I made a mantle garland, uh, all made yeah. out of paper, made myself, um, bit of crepe paper, leftover branches that I found out in the garden and sprayed them. And I think there's a, you know, there's a lot of joy that comes out of making something with your own hands and actually pre-existing materials so you didn't have to buy new and I, I get a lot of satisfaction from that so yes my that Instagram account's just full of spray <laughs> painting <laughs> fern leaves and hydrangea leaves and making wreaths for the door so I'm about to yeah, do that yeah totally I, I think <laughs> that um there uh, there was a, a an arrangement that was kind of like purple and blue flowers mm. and it was just amazing yes. I remember watching it like so excited <laughs> and um yeah no we're similar because we are always making something here in our house always trying to you know like that table I made for the stylist with your yeah, beautiful. I so recycled that from another table that we had made like three years ago for another event and you know we're always trying to I don't know if you saw that we made a, a massive death guy for Halloween, all all made of cardboard. Then um, because we have, I get so much cardboard from boxes that get delivered yeah. here. Yeah. The boys are always so excited when they see a box, and they're like, "What can we make?" So it's really nice to like grow in a creative family and like. It do is. Things. And that's the thing. So I'll make these Christmas decorations, and my girls, they're seven and four at the moment. They, they like to get stuck in and get the glue out and get the scissors out and help me. And it looks like they're on a creative path too. So all of this, this synesthesia sort of led to sort of this moment where John rings me about why don't we put paint in a pouch? Yeah. And so that took months and months of research and development. But the next question was, what's our palette going to look like? You know, what exactly. do we do? How, how do we do something different? And of course I, there's other incredible brands out there and how they name their, their paints and how they come up with the colours and some are very heritage and traditional. And um, But from the start, we knew we wanted to celebrate colours that connected us with our experiences, our memories, our culture. And obviously, we could have looked at trend reports and colour reports, but it didn't sit right with us. So basically, how we came up with the palette is we looked at everything nature movies food travel and have this sort of visual mood board of thousands of images and then boiled it down into a palette and then what you find is a real fair representation of the color wheel you know every color exists we yeah. see it every day you know it, it's limitless in terms of the choices we have with color and we realized that we could create a very vibrant palette but there's also neutrals and there's more muted colors but yeah. if, you know, I'm looking out my window right now and though it's a winter's day, this grass is so bright and it's like our passionate olive green and I've still got a yucca plant that's bright pink and, you know, just nature around us is yeah. so vibrant and it gives you so much energy and our palette sort of is representative of that. But apart from that, it had to be relatable. 
you know, you hear about some paint brands talking about paint and referring to a 16th century manor house in the middle of somewhere in England. And I don't think that's so relatable. I haven't been to that manor house. It's like intimidating. I, you know, um, and I want to talk about things that I've experienced. You know, I've been to India and I, I love Marrakesh. Yeah. And I love orange chocolate chip ice cream. And I've got all these little memories that have sort of been curated in my mind of my own sort of colour museum in my brain. And I think we all have that. We have colours we love for a reason. Um, yeah. And so then the next step was how are we going to name the colours? You know, what do we do? Are we going to do like Farron Ball that come up with really random, incredible creative uh, names or other brands where they just number them? Or, But I think for us, we're always talking about how we feel about colour. The feeling and emotion is really, really important. You know, when we go on holiday, if we eat food we love, there's an emotive response. So we thought, okay, well, why don't we group them in these sort of emotive feelings? So we've got joyful and friendly and so Yeah, I love that. I love that. And so they've yeah. all got their little colour families. So they're all one whole palette. But all the dark jewel tones are loving because they're dark and they're probably, you know, in a room, they're going to be cosy and cocooning. And then all the pale muted colours are the serene colours because you're most likely to feel quite calm and restful and serene with paler, calmer colours. So there's there's a method to the madness. They're described in a group that we think creates a certain emotion when you look at them. And... uh, we think it helps guide the consumer to go, okay, well, I want this living room to feel cosy and I want to feel comforted. So they might go towards a loving palette, which is the dark burgundies and the rich terracottas and the dark teals. So it's we're very keen on not prescribing and telling people, this is a trend colour, you have to do this colour. We want to just guide people and inspire them and celebrate colours that are personal to them. Oh, I love that. I love that you've kept to your what you felt about the, the paints. And yeah, I love the, the names and the website as well. And it really projects what you're saying. And, and the process of making the colours, actually like making and mixing the colours, was that is that easy? Oh, is that complicated? Great. <laughs> so we have an amazing manufacturers. Um, they are nearly a hundred years old. They're a fifth generational sort of family run business um, in England. And when we came up with the palette, yeah, you can, we just mix. I was mixing some paints with some of my kids' paints and my acrylic paints that I paint onto canvases and a mixture of the paints we already had from the manufacturers and just mixing thousands of colours and then finding the right one. And then obviously we send them off and they get made for us. So I love it. I've probably got about 3,000 different variations of colours that I've mixed or hand-mixed in in a big box in my office. So one day they can all come out again, but at the moment there's only, there's under 50 colours in our palette and we're going to keep it quite simple at the moment. Yeah, no, that's good because um, you can have quite too many options and it's a bit overwhelming. It is overwhelming. (laughs) Yeah, it must be really fun to have that opportunity to mix all the colors that you want because, yeah, sometimes you're like, sometimes you're going to, I don't know, say home base (laughs) and you're looking at paints and then they just don't have that color that you want, like that Mm -hmm. one color. So it must be so nice to just have the choice and do it yourself and like... 
I know. Um, I think the hardest thing was trying to reduce the palette to only, you know, 49 colours. Exactly. Originally, I think we had something like 300 colours. And we had, we calmed it down. And it was the it was the best thing to do, you know, keep the palette succinct and simple and easy to navigate. People can really understand how we group the colours. Cool. And so what, from the first time that you had that conversation to the launch of like having you know, your website and, mm. and like having um, the first colors and everything yes. else. How long did that take? Was it long time long. or was it quick? It was. I mean, case? we started talking about the idea back in probably April, May 2020. So yeah. what's that? Nearly two and a half years ago, right? That's crazy. Yeah. Um, but obviously probably what took the longest is the research and development for the pouch. That was really yeah. important to find a pouch would be totally fully recyclable down to the nozzle everything you know and to get that into place and get the design right and test it um took a long time and then obviously we're in the middle of a pandemic so yeah. in terms of the availability of raw materials that was really tough so everything took 10 times longer to produce um so we actually uh, we started sort of a soft launch talking about the brand on social media probably around two, sort of last year yeah last year beginning of last year but actually fully trading and starting to sell our products was this year about seven months ago so yeah. I think you've done amazing in this time actually <laughs> like it's been so I mean it, it sounds like a lot but it's not because I mean it's fine you've, like you've got a huge following well a big following and yeah. you've um, worked with lots of people and it's you know it's quite a big thing to bring out into the we, world so I yeah, think you've I've done been, amazing we've done we're very proud you know we are still I mean, we are a small business. It's just myself, John. Yeah. We have an amazing social media manager, Elena, uh, who started with us in May this year. Um, yeah. And then we also have an incredible colour consultant who works for us part-time, Emily. Uh, she has her own colour consultancy business as well. So she spends a few hours uh, a week with us helping our customers. Um, um, so it's a really small team and we, we're growing and we're raising investment. And, you know, let's, um, there's good things coming. It's, it's, it's been incredible, really, the response we've got from our yeah. you know, social media community and working with, you know, companies like Habitat, it, you know, within, we only started trading seven months ago. It's, it's in, yeah, we're incredibly honoured by these yeah. projects. And do you think, uh, do you think it helped having already an Instagram, a following on Instagram that you had on your personal account or your um, uh, other accounts? I think, I think, yeah, definitely towards the beginning, um, because you're trying to build relationships um, that are not just transactional. You know, you make friends on Instagram and, you know, there's a trust there with them. And I, I reached out to anyone I'd you know, sort of got to know on Instagram and said, do you want to try our paints? There's an incredible account called Paint the Town Pastel, the lovely Jay. Oh, yes, I know. Uh, I know. Oh, what an account amazing that she takes yeah. the best photos she hate me for saying this <laughs> but um you know people like that that believed in what we were doing you know and we'd have calls with them and explain what was going on what we were developing and they were so supportive and we just gifted some pain and they used them for many projects and, and got some incredible photos from it so you know thanks to that instagram community actually especially at the beginning when we're, we're building our assets and you know on our imagery to have 
those friends that I've yeah. made on Instagram were, was invaluable. Yeah, and, and you've worked with House Homo? Oh, Rich. Well. Yeah, you... because he's got some of my prints as well, and I love all of his yes, murals he has, and everything. He? Yeah. Lovely, Rich. So, again, I, originally it was a friendship that formed during the pandemic. We're all having virtual calls with a glass of wine late at night, moaning about the board <laughs> being at home. And that's what happened with Rich. We sort of we were growing our accounts together, and he grew. Oh, he's done incredibly well. And incredible. He's yeah. He works so hard, and he's just the nicest person. He's so positive, and is always smiling. He's he's a lovely. And again, he was one of those that he knew about the idea of yes colors before it was even yes colors and was so supportive and i remember having a few glasses of wine virtually with him and talking about our our, our ideas and he offered his support you know from the start so again gave him paint and he created some beautiful things and uh yeah he really shared the love yeah yeah I, yeah i think the interior community in instagram is amazing it's a nice bunch. Uh, I, I also work with a lot of influencers for my prints. Yes. And, you know, they're lovely. They, like, mention me all the time. I've had, you know, Sophia from This Colorful Nest. She yes. had, she had yeah. my prints when she was, like, 3,000 followers. And now she's got 100-something. Yeah. Do you know what? I you know think her. And she's, she's still so nice. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, she still comments on she's my posts and she yeah, still mentions really me great. all the time. And Aww. I just feel like they, um, yeah, they're really lovely. And, and if you work with the right people, like that go with your sort with of beliefs your brand, and views, and yeah, they, yeah, there's a lot of support out there. There is, yeah. So, yeah, so how have you found like growing the business and all of the other bits that you have to do in a business <laughs> and like you know marketing social media yeah accounts these so, and that how have you found all of that is it like a it, new thing for you or it is it is I mean for both John and I we've both come from you know product design backgrounds I've come from advertising agencies I've worked in museums and theatres and in fashion so we had the, a lot of knowledge but you know, day to day, John and I, as co-founders, are wearing so many hats and hats we've never worn before, you know, yeah. you know, the operational part of, you know, fulfilling the paint and, and the delivery and you end up, you're doing customer service, you're, you're, you're doing everything, the marketing, customer service, performance marketing. Yeah, it's all the finances, we're doing everything. And as we raise investment, obviously, we can then hire more people. Um, you know, people probably definitely or definitely know more about some of these uh, areas of business yeah. than us. And so at the moment, we've just learned so much and we've just had to, you know, push on forwards with running the business as we do just with four of us. Yeah, and it's really nice to have a partner because I feel like, yeah. you know, I do my business on my own. Uh, my husband sometimes helps, but yeah. <laughs> but pretty much I feel like all the decisions are up to me and everything, all of my moves and all of my, even when I ask, uh, you know, I ask Christian, shall I do the stylist? Shall I not? And he might say, oh no, it's too expensive and I do it anyway. Yeah. So, you know, but, um, you know. What like, you're doing is amazing because it can be really lonely. You know, this exactly, is really so lonely, crazy, like, but it's so lonely. So I think I am really lucky, aren't I? Because I've yeah. With my friend of 20 years, you know, we, we've been through so much together. But I guess now it's a new layer of that friendship 
exactly tested, but as in you you see different parts or other sides of each other and you know we can't always be laughing and joking all the time you know we've got to be serious about things and yeah um so but it's great because we're very different how we approach yeah. things and emotionally and and he's he's the backbone to the business you know he's always um working with investors and and pitching and all the ops and he, it's incredible um but you need that yin and yang. So we're so different, but you need that. If we were both the same, it probably wouldn't run so well, you know, as a business. Yeah. No, and I think I think maybe it's also so nice to also have like a male perspective. Uh, maybe, you know, sometimes we as women are a bit too emotional about our businesses and things. Which and is great. Which is great. It's great. But well, at the same time, you need the yeah. other side as well. Like it's more so kind yeah. of, yeah. As emotion. Uh, but it, it's quite a female, in terms of our consumers, uh, which sort of accounts to, I think, 70% female who's who's buying our paint. It's a very, particularly in the social media world of interiors, it's a very female-dominated yeah. community. Mega. So he, he's the left one out. Oh. Um, uh, uh, really, but he, he's incredible um, and so supportive. You know, I've got two kids, I've got a family, and he's got a partner, but he's just been so understanding about my other commitments. And, you yeah. know, sometimes I have to stop calls at three because I've got the school run and all these other things going on. And he just adapts everything so I can just be part of That's business so nice. you know, it, every day. Yeah, yeah, and he's so nice. I met him at the stylist. Yeah. I met you both. So yeah. <laughs> it, it, you can see that there's a really nice energy between you guys. So it's really nice. Yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so um I know that you've grown and you mentioned that you're doing a crowdfunding mm. and it's very exciting but it's also quite draining I guess so yeah. do you want to tell us a bit about why you decided to crowdfund and how have you found it all and how is it going yeah so we just um officially launched that this week and I think what's great about cedars is we get to reach our community and 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 the consumer because you can yeah. put in as little as seven pound fifty yeah so it's just opening up you know that opportunity for everyone to be part of yes colors which we we love that sense of community that we can encourage by doing cedars so we've raised obviously a lot of private investment with angel investors and this is like um cedars is a top-up of that so i th you know it's great exposure um and helps raise our profile so yeah. um together with our private investment that we get it's um we can build build on resources and um develop product design next year um so there's lots to do you know january is gonna really we're gonna hit the ground running and uh, yeah. there's gonna be a lot of energy required <laughs> for the year ahead yeah, so Cedars is a kind of like a, it's a crowdfunding it where is. people invest in your company, yeah? They and do. Then, yeah, and then they you become investors. And then... Yeah, you just register and obviously they they will see a video, pitch video and lots of information and have access to some of our reports. And then, yeah, they have the choice to have own a little bit of Yes Colours. And do they get like um, any sort of um, uh, kind of like discounts or special things through being uh, on Cedars? So it doesn't work like that because I know, you know, I've done Kickstarter, but that's different because, yeah, yeah you, you give them something in the end for yeah. the investment. 
this is usually um, with with cedars in particular. You you wouldn't usually see oh well if you put X amount in you will get you know twenty percent off paint or you will get a free you know consultation. There's there's the offerings like that are a little bit different on cedars. So it's more yeah, just yeah, because they own a little bit of the company. Yes, yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. And how long does it go for? Or does it have like an end time? Like, it's usually a month. So I think we've got something like twenty five days left. So it, yeah, it's all within you know, 30 days so before yeah. Christmas we should know if we hit our target cool yeah I'm <laughs> sure you will <laughs> you just have to shout about it every single day well I mean we've got LinkedIn more and we're gonna we've got uh, we've just been editing our pitch video for Cedars that we did and edit it to a much smaller amount because it's nearly three minutes and so no one wants three minutes of video yeah. on Instagram. so we're just doing edits now so people can see yeah more of the story behind the S colors yeah that's great and is there something what is like your favorite side of the business what do you enjoy most for me I think oh god there's so many but <laughs> I think it's I think it's talking to people that understand us and believe in us so I guess a good example of that is when I do a color consultation yeah. and you get to speak to the people we're selling our paint to you know and they and how they talk about color and how their eyes light up when they talk about color and that doesn't mean it has to be bright colors you know there's we've got lots of neutral fans and people yeah. that would rather accessorize with a bit of color but would like you know a pale brown that's not a crime you know we're really inclusive yeah. of whatever style you want to be there's no pigeonholing of a certain style you need to be in order to be a yes colors fan uh, but when you do the colour consultations, you just really get to connect with people and just have a brilliant half an hour of talking about colour and why it's important to them. And there's always a lovely story behind it. We recently had a customer that talked about colour and she wanted the colours in her home to reflect the adventures and the travel she'd had, you know, because they were oh, the best memories nice. of her life. And it doesn't mean the whole room was flooded with colour, yeah. uh, but it it's just celebrating these certain colors that represented um, trips to all these exciting places. So I think I remember her saying, I want a coastal jungle look. <laughs> oh, and so then we narrowed down these amazing, and she wanted lots of lilacs and she wanted blues because of that kind of the connection to the ocean and the waterfall she'd been to. And I just love that there's that real personal story as to why people choose color for their homes and how they want to feel in that room. I think it's the whole reason why we did this is to to connect to people and talk about color in a really realistic way. Yeah. And, and so you offer this service and you say, um, you suggest the colors that can go together and yes. is that how it works? Like, yeah, so I they... think, yeah. So we do two types of color consultations. One is where you can pay for 30 minutes and have a color report, but from the start, we've offered a free consultation. That's just 15 minutes. Um, yeah. We just wanted it to be accessible to everyone uh, and we're there to be a second opinion, uh, to inspire, sort of help guide towards an idea. You know, some people love a colour, but they don't know how they could pair it with another colour or how it's going to work in the room. So we yeah. often just ask for a photo of the space so then we can look yeah. at what the options are. Um, and, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a lovely journey because people usually end the call with a big smile on their face and a bit more confidence to use color in the home 
and that's all yeah. we want you know that's yeah 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 it can be quite quite daunting like going like oh my god if I put too much color it's going to be terrible and people don't can't see it in the same way that we see it because we work with color all the time that's so it's it. a really good really good thing to offer uh, I offer a, a similar thing sometimes I say you know if you send me a picture of your wall I can put a few prints together that go well that's because again people might not know which prints might work well with if you don't if you don't see them together so yeah it's really important isn't it sometimes the yeah. color surrounding art you know there's it's brilliant when it's a white wall and it's a blank canvas but sometimes you know having a dark teal wall and a certain print that's in a lovely can look incredible you know it can really accentuate the artwork exactly so there really is do you have to sit down and think about what colors you know can complement and contrast and it can be really fun, but I think for a lot of people it is daunting, you know, where to begin. Yeah. So I'm glad you, you're you even offering your own little colour consultation to yeah. your customers. Yeah, I think anything that, um, you know, helps the customers because, well, that's what we are here for. And, yeah. you know, I've had a few people say, oh, but I just can't decide which prints. And I'm like, okay, I'll put them together for you. And then also with the sizes, they, you know, they might be a bit scared to choose different sizes and combine yes. them together so it's quite yeah. nice to have that offering and then go a little bit further with your customers and yeah. be more personalized yeah it's incredible <laughs> it's good yeah can we talk about your instagram because it's so beautiful oh. <laughs> yeah go for it <laughs> have you have you kind of got like a structure do you because um yeah it's really inspiring and i love it oh bless you what? so i think so when we first launched Yes Colors, it was just reliant on me, well, myself and John, to, to create content. Um, yeah. But now we're lucky enough to have Elena, who's our social media manager. Um, oh, yeah. And I think it's evolved. So we were always really, it was really important to focus on the branding, which is actually very monochromatic. So black and white, really clean cut and simple. And then yeah. our paint colors would add, the interest and the drama you know with the vibrancy so yeah. um since elena's come along i think what it's evolved now is when you look at the grid it's sort of organized by color a little bit so there'd be a few posts that all sort of have the same color flowing into then another color so it isn't really messy so maybe yeah. that's actually it's quite organized really um how elena plans it you know she looks ahead for the week and uh, it's really important that we have this lovely flow of colour coming through and weaving through. Um, yeah. So I think that's quite visually pleasing now, the way we've done it. And I think we've finally cracked sort of the structure. So, you know, reels, front covers will look a certain way with the certain font. And we have um, colour combination videos that will now always have the same look and feel to them. So I think it's now we've worked at this for over a year and a half there's consistency you know creatively um yes it looks very creative and very um arty as well so yeah. I think it reflects um you know something a bit different I think it's got our personality modern. on there I think it exactly I think when you see it, it it sums up who we are and our actual personalities in terms of the staff and yeah it's um it's always been authentic and we're very honest and open and the way we talk about colors is honest and open and hopefully that will always come through yeah and it's very bold and very yeah creative and arty and cool yeah <laughs> i love it so Thanks. nice yeah so shall we do a few quick fire questions 
go for it. <laughs> so what has been your biggest learning from setting up Yes Colors and running Yes Colors? Oh, time management. I just <laughs> Oh no, I don't talk to me about time management. <laughs> just I think the realization about how much time it takes your time up all the time. It's your passion. It becomes your baby. Yeah, you go to bed thinking about it. It takes over your life. And you know, luckily John and I love what we do, but it does take over your life. Of course it does. You know, we, we've built this from a tiny seed. So yeah. yeah, learning to try and, you know, I've got a family. So I need to make sure, yes, I give, you know, the business all my time, but when the kids are home, they need my time. So for me, it's been about balance and really working at that balance that's been really yeah. important and it's hard it's hard to do it's taken me sort of two and a half years to get, get to a point where I've got the right balance no yeah. one gets that perfect straight away but no, I think no. now it's it's coming together quite nicely so you have found a, a little balance that you're I happy do. With. I think you know even when the kids are home there's just times where I think I've just got to put this phone down I've got to close the laptop because yeah. they're seeing it open and they're seeing the phone on and I, it's just not it's not great for my kids to see that until they go to bed, you know, uh, so I need to be present with them. And it's hard to do. I mean, there's sometimes there's things just to get done or yeah. something to submit to a journalist and last minute things. And but I th I've just been more conscious recently, especially when one of my kids said, Mom, you're always on your phone. As soon as they say that it, it gets to you, doesn't it? It's kind yeah, of yeah, it does. really. Um, so it's just been managing that. So the, the, the job is great. I love what we're doing together, John and I, and with Elena and yeah. Emily. But when your kid says that, that's when you think, okay, yeah, take a step oh, back. Oh, <laughs> oh, when you tell your kid, now that my kids are a bit older, they're 10 and 13, mm. if I say to them, you can't be on your phone all the time, so we have like timings for them. And then they're like, oh, but you're on your phone all the time. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm working. I have emails. I have Instagram. Well, exactly. It's my job. Yeah, you're right. And you lead by example because they have iPads and they have to do homework on iPads. Exactly. They, their argument would be, well, if I'm on the phone all the time, why can't they be on their device all exactly. the time? So I need to, yeah, I need to uh, make sure that I visibly, um, I'm not on it so much. Yeah, we have. We have a few rules, for example, when we're watching something together, no one has their of phones. Course, yeah. Or on the table when we're eating. And, mm. you know, oh, yeah. I think when I was growing my Instagram before, I was obsessed and I was so on it so much. But <laughs> yeah. now, now I just post and leave it. I check it a little bit, but I'm not like I was before. I think because now I get, I'm into a rhythm and, you know, you know what you're posting and you don't feel like you have to spend so much time. So yeah. it's really good because yeah. now I don't... It I sounds don't like you're at a healthier stage now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a bit healthier. <laughs> like me, I'd agree there. But occasionally I'm posting something like in bed or something and I'm saying to my husband, I'm working. I'm not just looking at my phone. I'm working. <laughs> so he doesn't feel so bad. I use that line yeah. all the time. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, so what tips have you got for someone that's starting a creative business or has a creative idea and wants to go for it? What are your tips? Well, I, I when it comes to being creative and if, if you've got that skill set, you always should go for it. Always, always, always. But, and the but is, and I don't know if you agree, it doesn't mean you're going to be making a lot of money straight away. 
with um creative work you know it's not something that just happens on day one does it you know definitely definitely yeah it takes you know writing testing getting feedback and I think it's about having a support system so for me is my partner my friends my family you know having those ideas to bounce off with them it's been really important keeps you sane actually because I think if I was left in a shed in my little office shed alone (laughs) with all these ideas and they're bursting out but I never share them with people to sort of gauge their reaction and their advice I think yeah I'd I'd probably live in the shed I'd probably sleep (laughs) So I think it's sometimes getting a breath of fresh air because I think when you're a creative person, it can consume you and it can take over. Yes. And uh, I think sometimes I don't know when to stop. So having the people around you to sort of bring you back to reality is is really important, actually. So it's about sharing and being able to share your ideas. And I think, yeah, they bring you back down to earth and um, help you keep that pace and sort of a little bit more healthy you know yeah and also having a a support system to support you when you're a bit down on the business I guess because you have so many ups and downs in the business that people don't actually see like they see the nice things that are happening that you post or whatever but (laughs) they don't see the behind the scenes and like sometimes you know the all the things that can happen unexpectedly and that you you have to like lift yourself up I think I tell you what's been really handy is actually because we started TikTok as well uh, a few months ago. Uh, TikTok, oh my yeah, God. TikTok. TikTok. So we um, we started that about, yeah, six months ago. And How's uh, it going? How's it going? Yeah, I, we're, we're just having fun on there. And I think they're the moments where it's, it's the realities of the business. So there's a lot more behind the scenes and comedy about the struggles um but also about the successes and I think we've really enjoyed using TikTok because you know TikTok is about being authentic people don't want to see polished content they want to see the real people behind the brand I need to do that and focus on that because I haven't been able I started my my TikTok but I was trying to do it a little bit like Instagram and it's not actually working that much (laughs) yeah and look it's really hard to juggle all these platforms you know you've got LinkedIn and Pinterest and TikTok and Instagram um but I think you know it's particularly Elena myself and Emily our color consultant we're on there a lot you know just having fun and making fools of ourselves but I think it's been a really good outlet to sort of have that fun and be a bit more realistic about the brand and people seeing us you know without makeup and things going wrong and behind the scenes and I I think that's been quite cathartic for us to do so thank you Well, I'm going to follow you there as well and get some tips because I I haven't even been on my ca- on the camera on TikTok. So, yeah, I really need to get real on there. Yeah, we can have another discussion about that. That's fine. You, yeah, I can, bore, <laughs> I can bore you for a few hours about it. No problem. You can give me some tips. <laughs> yes. Okay, cool. And one thing you wish you had known before you started. Okay, one thing I wish I'd known. Uh, going back to the comment about it taking over your life. Yeah. You would never, you're not thinking about that when you first start with an idea. You're just really excited and um, you're so busy in the research and development stage that it's only when you're a few months in do you know it is taking over your life. Yeah. So I think even if someone had told me that right at the beginning, 
it wouldn't stop you from doing it. You know, when you're a creative person and when you've got a really good idea and the seed of an idea, yeah. even if someone warns you, you're going to do it, right? You still do it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like thing. you're doing something. It's, I feel, yeah, I'm so fulfilled in this and content and I'm doing you know, a dream job. I'm I'm working with colour, I'm working with the community. We work with charities and can help them with improving, you know, spaces with colour. You know, there's so many amazing things happening. Would I turn it down if I was told it was gonna take, mm-hmm. you know, someone's work till one AM, two AM in the morning? No, I'd still do it. <laughs> yeah, I think I think what keeps you going is the passion that you have for your business because yeah. you almost you do work like almost all the time but you love it so much that it is work but it doesn't feel like work but it is it is it does I understand totally like how it takes over your life and especially at the beginning when you're like trying to do it all yeah and that's the thing because you you forget so it's physical as well isn't it it's emotional and physical and mental there's you know it does take its toll sometimes I think the one thing I would try and say to people is please try and be healthy because I'm yeah. not, I'm eating, you know, more chocolate. I don't have time to exercise. And it's very much on the top of my list to yeah, I've no. got that, to. That's yeah, that's mm. one thing I try to always keep doing. Like I go to the gym maybe three times a week oh, to do my so class. Good, Emily. <laughs> well, I've had it, I've done it. Like if I don't do it, I just feel really, really I think I feel like I do a really good class of, I don't know, body combat. And you just feel uh-huh. like you take all of that stuff out from you and then you're like no, I, ready I think to... it's so important you know that physical fitness yeah. and you know if we've all seen the research you can do one hour of exercise and it will help you be more productive you know yeah. your, your brain is ticking at a, you know a better level so John and myself both have said to each other we've made a promise we we do have to consider our physical health too and I think that's the yeah. thing I would say is you know, make sure you always have time for that because that's going to help you mentally too. You know, it's really, really important. Yeah, yeah. And also sometimes I'm doing a class and I'm thinking about what I'm going to post on Instagram anyway. So it is a bit of work, <laughs> even though I'm working out. Exercising and also coming up with a creative idea. That's sometimes when you exactly. get your best ideas, right? Yeah, exactly. So I'm trying to use the time or oh, like the next print I'm going to make or oh, I should do this. But at the same time, I'm working out. So I, I mean, not always I make it three times a week. Um, no, I'm impressed that you even do it once a week. <laughs> so well done I it's I've promised myself I'm gonna start um soon (laughs) yeah yeah well the new year is always good for starting things (laughs) that's true I might be that walking cliche that says right new year new me (laughs) exactly (laughs) fitness regime yeah Oh, cool. Well, so nice to have talked so much about your business and colour. Yeah, so where can people find you on Instagram, TikTok, Cedars and website and everything else? Yeah, I mean, if you type in yes colours, all one word, it should come up in in different shapes and forms. So um, the name name remains the same for TikTok and Instagram and we're it's obvious who we are when you type it in because usually a lot of color pops up on your searches on images. So, um, yeah. yeah, so yes. Colors on Instagram and yes. Colors on TikTok. And if you type in colors with cedars, we're there. And I just thought, where did the name come from? Like I didn't ask you that and I was meant to ask you. Can um, we just say it quickly? 
I, I want to give you some romantic, wonderful story that's inspirational, but I think it was, I think it was just an obvious thing because we, the word yes has so many positive connotations and it can't see, be seen as a negative and then just putting colours with it. It was, it was honestly quite an e-commerce led decision, you know, that it's bold, strong and simple. Yeah. That, that was a brief. And it it, ha- it was another name before that, which was New State Paints, and that sounded yeah, it d- didn't uh, fit well. No, no. Um, I think yes, colors is good and simple, like you say. I and it's, I think um, that's all it needed. You know, our branding is really simple. You know, black and white, and and the color adds, you know, creates that impact. And it's the same with the the name. You know, keep it simple, and and the colors does the talking for you, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really good. Cool. Well, so so nice to talk to you. Lovely to talk to you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you for coming to the show. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. So that's all for today, and I hope you love the show. To connect with me, you can find me at Instagram at doodle underscore move. Well, my website is doodlemoo.com and you can always suggest someone that I can talk to or let me know any questions. I can always do a solo episode sometime. Thank you for listening and bye.